Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to CBS News Roundup ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Hello, everyone. This is CBS News Radio correspondent Allison Keyes. Mother's Day is coming up, and I had the pleasure of speaking with Nora O'Donnell about what it means to be a mom. From exploring how motherhood has changed since the pandemic to developments in making childcare easier, we are highlighting the challenges and joys of being such an important figure in our lives. I hope you all enjoy the listen and check out the upcoming week-long series, Moms in Focus, that begins on Monday, May 8th on the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. So I guess we should start out with, well, you're a mom. So I guess I wonder what you are thinking about yourself this Mother's Day. Well, Mother's Day is, I think, a moment to pause and think and show our appreciation for mothers, grandmothers, stepmothers, caregivers, that important person in your life that you depend on. I think about my own mother a lot on Mother's Day, and I feel like, you know, Maybe I don't always tell her how much I appreciate her and how much I love her and I know how much she sacrificed for me. And so whether it's a a gift and a nice meal and a card, I know it goes a long way with my own mother. For me, I can remember my very first Mother's Day and thinking, you know, wow, this is different. This is new. I'm really excited. And now the thing I most appreciate on Mother's Day is those notes from my kids. I don't need a gift or flowers or something like that, but it's the cards and the little notes that they send that I save in a drawer in my office that are really sweet. And of course, they change over time as they get older and understand different things. So I think for all of us, writing notes of thanks to people is something we should do all year long. But on Mother's Day, it's something we do in particular and maybe spend a little more time letting our mothers know how much we appreciate them, let the caregivers in our lives know how much we couldn't live without them. I wonder what you think are some of the challenges facing mothers these days, particularly coming off the pandemic. Oh, there's so many challenges facing mothers. As you know, we covered this during the pandemic, the unique challenges of mothers and caregivers. Many of them dropped out of the workforce. Um, And that's been evidenced by labor statistics. Women found that their children were at home and not in school, and they needed to care for them, make them lunch, (laughs) help them set up the Zoom calls, all of those things. It led to a lot of frustration in homes that we saw show up at the ballot box as well about why schools didn't stay open or why there weren't certain healthcare, uh, public health measures in place to protect our children. So I think the challenges have been particularly acute for mothers because they are the primary caregivers. At the same time, not just women who had small children or mothers of their own, women who were taking care of their mothers and fathers. 
um, those also became big challenges for women. So as we emerge from the pandemic, we have seen, according to the jobs numbers, that women are reentering the workforce that provides them new opportunities. But I also think it's been an eye-opening moment for women about uh, looking at how we can change the system to benefit women as well. Speaking of challenges, I know that one of the things that you looked at was particularly women of color who are having who've been having a terrible time. The black maternal mortality rate is up. And I know that's one of the things that you are looking at. That's right. On the CBS Evening News, we are doing a week long series called Moms in Focus. And we talked to our viewers and asked them to send in ideas and stories. We talked amongst ourselves um, within the evening news. What are the stories we want to focus on? And our very first story is about the disparity in maternal fetal health, and particularly among black women, where they are three times more likely to die from pregnancy complications than white women. Why does that disparity exist? What are the systemic um, challenges that exist that are that mean that women, black women, do not have the same health experience as white women. And there are many different issues, primarily just access to health care. But it's also we have found, too, that black women feel like doctors don't listen to them when they tell them, hey, but I'm feeling this, or hey, could it be this? So it's a multi-layered issue. On the CBS Evening News, the story we're doing is about doulas, which have been around since the beginning of time to help women uh, deliver their babies. Um, But with hospitals, sort of doulas became um, less commonplace, but they are coming back. And the story that we're doing with our correspondent, Elise Preston, is specifically about a black woman in the Los Angeles area who didn't feel like she was getting the type of care that she needed a pregnant woman. And now through a service, she has access to a doula and feels like she's getting better maternal health care. And I think that's just one of the ways that women have found ways to help other women and see a problem, which is that black women and pregnant women are not getting the kind of health care that they deserve and need. And so doulas is one way that they're getting some help. One of the cooler stories I think you guys are taking a look at is a desk that has a crib so the people that are going to the library have a place to put their children while they study and work. How cool is that? (laughs) I think this is great. This is actually in Virginia. And a librarian who happens to be a single mother said she saw all of these young mothers coming into the library using the computers, probably trying to apply for jobs, doing maybe graduate work or schoolwork, and trying to balance a young child on their lap while typing on the computer. So this woman said, I'm going to fix that. And so now if you can imagine, we'll show you on the CBS Evening News, you have a desk with a computer, but off to the side is essentially like a crib or play area that you could put your young child while you work on the computer. Brilliant, right? (laughs) This is not just in Virginia. Turns out now there are over 100 libraries and public places that have something similar like this. And so this is just one way that women with young children can work on a computer in a library in a public place and put their child somewhere because as we know child care issues are big there's also another great idea for low-income mothers that are running short on cash there is some help out there for them now yeah so this has been one of the big like this has been one of the biggest public health challenges um, out there and service challenges what about single women right who don't have access 
to childcare, so they can't work. So do we let these women fall into poverty? Do we let them become homeless? How can we help them? And so you might have heard uh, the phrase universal basic income. This is a version of that with a stipend uh, for women so that they can care for their children. And the studies all show that that money that's given to these single mothers, for instance, it goes to baby care. It goes to baby food and and diapers and all of that stuff. Less than 1% they found went to tobacco or alcohol use. So we're going to look at this. Is this a solution to help uh, single women with young children so that they don't fall into poverty, so that we can help these young babies succeed in life? I think it will open a lot of eyes. Finally, I've got to ask you, I know that Evening News asked viewers, you know, tell us about your mom and why we should talk to her. And you found someone who you called a mother's mother. <laughs> That's right. Well, look, this is really what we wanted to do with Mother's Day. We wanted to not only celebrate all the women out there who are caregivers, um, but also engage our audience and allow people to nominate or essentially send in someone that they think um, is doing an incredible job. And we were overwhelmed with the response. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people uh, texting and emailing about that special person. So I don't want to reveal too much, but it's a story that I think will surprise you about a mom who already has a lot to do, as you know, has a gym, and then decided to change that gym to help more people in need. So also helping people with Parkinson's. And I think a lot of people can relate to people in their life who have a challenge like that. And so I, I just think this is one of those stories where, you know, mothers and caregivers, they become heroes and you think, how can they do all this? But they figure it out and they figure some way in their heart to help more and more people. And at the end of the day, that's the most inspiring thing and why we wanted to do this whole series about Moms in Focus is to give credit where credit is due and also to inspire people about, wow, that's right. There are a lot of people out there who have big hearts and live their lives with a great deal of kindness. And just one more time, this series starts on Monday and runs all week? Runs all week. Moms in Focus on the CBS Evening News. And there's still time. If you want to text me, text me. It's on my Instagram page or email us and we hope you'll tune in. And again, I just was at the store yesterday. There's still lots of Mother's Day cards. <laughs> Usually I get there a little late, but I did I did plan ahead yesterday. So as you know, as of now, there's still a number of cards in the in the shop on the street. Yeah. And note paper, I suspect, for those who are writing notes, as you suggested. Yes, and that's right. We do not necessarily have to buy a commercial Mother's Day card. Sometimes, even as my children have done, drawn one or just write a note. Um, it's the words that count the most. Thanks, Nora, very much for being with us. Thank you, Allison. Appreciate it. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 
63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 